Welcome to Evangelism on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Thomas, an ordained pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. And each week, I bring you an on-fire message to empower and coach you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I'm so thankful for our time together today. It's an honor spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. This podcast will truly inspire you, and I believe it will inspire so many people that you know. And if you're inspired, inspired and feeling moved to share this, then please message some friends, post this on social media, and let people know about this episode so we can get this message out there more. I appreciate you and everyone listening right now. And a quick reminder, please subscribe to Evangelism on Fire over on Apple Podcast right now and leave us a review at the end of this episode of the part that you were inspired by the most and spread the message of Evangelism on Fire forward. I'm Jerry Howard with E4 Leadership and Business Coaching. Have you ever been in a meeting and felt like you got hit by a grenade launcher from the leader of the meeting? Or how about a sniper rifle? Well, we at E4 Leadership and Business Coaching, we are change agents. We drive culture shifts by implementing a language of leadership that bridges the gap between carpet people, also known as leadership, and where the rubber meets the road. Client interface, personal development, and team health all suffer when there's a leadership disconnect. If you've ever felt like this, check out our website at Ephesians4U.com. That's Ephesians, like in the Bible, the number four, the letter U.com. I look forward to speaking with you. Evangelism on Fire Nation. Hey, welcome to episode 83. And you guys know we've been in this series for going on two months called God Stories. And in our previous episode, episode 82, Joy C did an amazing interview. And look, if you haven't heard that interview, stop what you're doing right now. Go back, listen to episode 82, then come back to this episode, episode 83. Joy, Thank you so much for coming back on for this episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back again. And um, I'm so thankful for the privilege to just talk about God and um, to share him with others. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You are so welcome. And, you know, our our last episode, I, I tell you, you just you prayed out that episode in that <laughs> That that prayer was one of the most powerful prayers I've ever heard. So yeah, you can definitely awesome. pray the house down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. I like to pray the house down. Yeah. You keep on yeah, look, you keep on it's praying so that fun. house. <laughs> she said it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It is. I just love it so much. I love praying over people because the cool thing is you never know what God's going to like tell you to tell someone, which is really cool and amazing or um, what he's going to minister to you through Mm. it. So, Mm. yeah, I love it so much. Yes, uh, I 100% agree with you. All right, let's get right to it. Do I got a question for you? Okay. What are some of the best times you've ever experienced in your life? 
Wow. I would say um, Freedom Conference, praying over people, just like I just said, and um, just really getting words for people and getting um, a couple of times I've had visions of things to tell people and um, just seeing um, God do his amazing work in healing them and revealing truth to them and letting people know that he hears them, he sees them and he knows what they're going through. Like um, that is like, that brings me so much joy that um, it's like, you can't contain it. Mm. It's <laughs> it's so exciting. It's so fun. Um, so I, I know that that's one of the best moments in my life. Um, I would also say having my daughter, um, I remember thinking when I had her, um, how much I loved her. And I was like, this must be how Jesus loves me. Um, because when you become a parent, um, you also realize the depth of your love for that person is like they could do nothing to ever change your love for them. Like no matter what they do or say or how bad they mess up, you're still going to love them fully um, because they're yours. And I think that's how God feels about us, that we're his. And so nothing we say or do or have done in our past will ever separate us from his love mm. because he just loves us so well. And we're just not used to that. We're not used to people loving us like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what's your what, what's your daughter's name? Zoe. And she's 16. Um, and um, yeah, so I just, I desire so much for her to just love God with all her heart, soul and strength. And um, I think her journey is going to look different from mine and that's okay. Um, but I just want her to, you know, just experience him um, the way I have in and. And to just love him, you know, fully um, and to live for him and honor him. So that's my prayer for her. Wow. Well, Evangelism on Fire Nation, that's Joy's prayer for her daughter, Zoe. Look, let's join in together and let's say that same prayer for Zoe. What a magnificent prayer to pray over your child. I think that's amazing. All right. So you, yes, you've shared with us some of the best times of your life. Now, oh, let's get real joy. I want to know. Okay. I want to know in evangelism <laughs> on fire nation. They want to know what are some of the absolute worst times of your life? Yes. Oh, wow. I have so many. Oh, no. <laughs> um, um, not in, not in a bad way. I think, um, God just taught me so much through so many um, broken relationships. And I just, I think though that I wouldn't value relationships the same had I not experienced such broken ones. Um, I don't know if that means anything to someone, but um, through the brokenness of just, um, I have, I've had two broken marriages and then a recent broken um, engagement. And um, 
I cannot tell you the grief that I felt um, just in that wanting it to work, but knowing that I couldn't fix it, Mm. knowing that I couldn't put the pieces back together. And even though I asked God repeatedly to do that, he chose a different way. Mm. He chose a different um, path. And um, I think sometimes we get offended with God. We get um, so brokenhearted that he didn't come through in the way we expected him to. But it doesn't mean he wasn't there for me and with me through it all. And I felt like God just really wanted me to share some things that he spoke to me in my most recent um, engagement that was broken. Um, And one of the things that I felt like he was saying to me is in um, 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7, where it talks about um, that proving genuine faith. And and right after it happened, I felt like God was saying to me, um, I'm proving that your faith is genuine. And um, so I, I clung to that because that was so powerful to me because I want him to prove that I'm genuine. Like I don't um, know any other thing to do than to um, cling to him in, in such broken times and such hard times. And um, another thing that I felt like he was telling me through that was that um, he had spoken to me a lot about this person and um, he had given me so many words to share with him. And and just really, I thought that, you know, it was it was the right one um, just because he was so in it. God was so in it. And um, so that had a different level of, of hurt because I thought, but God, you did all this, you know, like you were speaking to me, you were, um, you were speaking to me even about the relationship, how to honor him in um, leading me and things like that. Um, and God said to me, I said, God, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me that it wasn't going to work out? And, you know, a lot of times I ask him why and he doesn't answer. But this time he did. And he said, well, would you have done all of that for me, even if I'd have told you how it was going to end? And I said, yes, Lord, you know that I would have. I would have still been obedient to you. And he said, well, then that's all I need to know Mm. is that you would still be obedient to me, whether you knew the outcome or you didn't. Um, And it wasn't about it wasn't about me. I really think that I I was there to be obedient in in the moment of what God had me doing. And I also felt like he told me that through this broken engagement, he was teaching me to love people because when you love someone and you're expecting to get love back and um, you realize that maybe, you know, that love isn't coming back to you, then um, there's a brokenness in that. And I, 
I thought the Lord was just saying to me, you know, I love people that don't love me. Mm. You know, I pour out love to people that don't even acknowledge me, you know. And so I'm teaching you to love my people because I want you to pursue people and to love people and and not because you might get something in return, but just because I've asked you to love them and to love them well. Wow. So, so many things I felt like God was teaching me through that experience. And, and I, so I, I value that and I cling to that, even though it was heartbreaking. I think he's done so much growth in me through that and so much, um, just knowledge of, you know, him again being, being first place. Mm. Because sometimes when, um, you are in a relationship. Sometimes you can, you can put that person too high in in your um, focus and and not keep God first place. So, um, just so many things that He taught me through that, and I just learned so much about His love and kindness, and um, and I'm so thankful that He allowed me. Um, he did like a turnaround the day I was supposed to get married. He actually had me pray over people at the freedom conference. So what was meant for, for my harm was turned around for good. I just felt like he was saying, I turned it around for you. I turned it around for you and I saved you from a relationship that was not really good for Mm. you. Um, and so I'm so thankful for that. And, um, just that he's taught me so much in, in, um, struggles, in painful situations that I can never, um, you know, there's no price tag on Mm. it because I grew in, in him, you know, I grew in him because, um, he was, he was my desperate. I was so desperate for God Mm. that it just has increased that and helped me to um, depend on him more and seek him more. Wow. Wow. So let me ask you during that, those difficult times, I mean, let's just be honest. Yes. It was, it was a battle you were in. Yes, it was a battle. And I felt like it was also a spiritual battle because not only was I going through it in the natural, but also spiritually mm-hmm. because it shakes your faith to ask God to do something that you know he could do and for him not to do Mm -hmm. it. And so um, I think too, because I loved him so much, you know, and was just like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you, why didn't you save the marriages? Why didn't you, um, you know, do what only you could do? And I think, um, in those times, um, we just have to surrender to the fact that our will is not his will and that he can bring such joy from such grief mm. and he can turn it around in ways that we've never imagined. And I don't think that I would be... And I don't know, Godly's not really... I don't know if I could should even call myself godly, but I don't think that I would have become the spiritual 
maturity that I have now, mm. I don't think I would have that yeah. had I not been through those things. Yeah. Um, I just think it grew me so much in just um, believing in him and trusting him, even when things didn't go my way. Yeah. So during these difficult times, this, these battles you were facing, I'm sure there had to be a certain point where it was very difficult for you to trust God. Did you experience that? Yes. Yes, very much so. And um, so what'd you do? What did you, you do? Know, and I told God. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. No, what'd you what do? What did you do in that moment? Like, how did you cling on to God? Okay. Okay. So one thing he spoke to me and I, I'll never forget this, like, some things that he's told me, I'll just never forget. I mean, I've got them all written in my journals, but you know, when it's so powerful, you just don't forget it. He said to me one day, cause I was complaining to him and, you know, <laughs> kind of mad at him. Right. And um, I think, by the way, I think it's okay to be mad at God and just tell him I'm upset because this didn't happen the way I wanted it to, but he can handle it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, and he said to me, he said, do you want to be pitiful or powerful? Mm. And I said, okay, Lord, you know, you know, I want to be powerful. And, um, and another thing that he spoke to me was, oh, and so much, um, time of me just, you know, having pity parties <laughs> for myself. Um, he said, um, do you want to get better or do you want to stay bitter? Mm. And um, those two questions really shook me to the core because, of course, I wanted to get better. I didn't want to stay bitter and I wanted to be powerful. I didn't want to be pitiful for God. You know, the last thing I wanted and my desire for ministry was still there, like, even though I was going through these things, um, I was still very much wanting to do ministry. It's just that I kind of was like, God, you know, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. And I think it's okay to say that to God and, and to be real with him and be like, you know, help me to to trust you again. Help me to believe you again. Help me to put my faith back together and to take one step in front of the other. Um, because some, you know, it's okay to stay in grief for a little bit, but just don't stay there for good. Yeah, you know, that's so good. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so important. You know, right? The grieving period God has given to us to properly grieve so we can get healthy. But if you grieve too long of a period you know, it becomes unhealthy. So that's such a right. point for all the women that are listening right now. They're hearing you and they're in that battle right now. Maybe they're in a relationship that's not going the way they want. Maybe they're in a marriage and they're fighting for their marriage right now. What, how would you encourage yes. them? I would definitely say Christian counseling. I highly recommend it. I've been through a lot of counseling um, and there's no shame in that. There's no shame in going and saying, look, I need some help to get through this. I need some people to um, surround me and to help me stand firm in my faith. Um, and I think that's a very humbling thing to do and and much needed. I would also say um, just keep clinging to him. Just keep 
reading his word, keep doing the things that you were doing before um, and just let him minister to the heart. Mm. You know, don't turn away from him, turn towards him, lean into him, let him minister to you. Even if you just sit there and cry and just let him minister to you um, in ways that you so need it. Um, also, just um, allow yourself to lament for that time. Mm. You know, it's it's powerful and um, God uses it. And I think he understands that sometimes we are just sad and we need to sit in that for a little bit and just let him pour out his Holy Spirit upon us and just rejuvenate us and um, renew us in him. So um, journaling was very therapeutic for me. Um, and I still do it every day. Um, I like to write down things that he speaks to me, um, prayers, scripture, um, anything that's on my mind. I like to put it in writing. Um, so I highly recommend that. Um, also, I read a lot on different things that were issues within those relationships. I, I, I I'm an avid learner because I want to be a good leader. So I'm always trying to learn more so I can lead well. And in order to do that, you've got to learn as you're, as you're leading. Um, so I would read a lot. I would, um, watch, um, watch videos, watch, um, podcasts, sermons, all those things that will kind of pour into the things that were deep hurts. And, um, just let him minister to you in that. Um, and keep going to church, keep going to, um, to opportunities where you can, um, be filled again. Um, and just to, just to keep your focus on God, just keep your focus on him. All right, Joy. So now I'm going to ask you a super hard question. Okay. Okay. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's one thing that you have never shared about your testimony? Um, one thing that I've never shared about my testimony is um, I've really lost my faith um, for, for some time. Like, um, I was, I was still, um, trying to spend time with God. I was still trying to believe him and trust him, but I was shaken to the core, um, Mm. because I had believed him and trusted him and asked him, um, to save my marriage and, and it didn't work out. Um, so in that time, I, I really struggled. And I guess you could say I wrestled with God, sort of like Jacob. (laughs) I kind of wrestled with God, like being like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get how, you know, at the time I was working in ministry and I didn't really understand why God hadn't come through for me in the way that I expected and the way that I thought he would. And I just felt like, um, God, you could do this. And that's the thing is I believed that he could, you know? And so, um, 
I really struggled with my faith for some time. And I just, I just kind of kept telling him, you know, I don't understand. And please tell me, um, you know, why this happened and why I'm going through this. And, um, and I just kind of sat with that for a while and I had, I kind of stopped going to church and I, um, you know, I, I was mad at God. I'll be honest. I was mad. Mm. I was hurt. Um, and I was very broken. Um, and I think in that time though, I was, I remained honest with God. And I think that's the thing that held me together was that even though I was struggling with my faith, I still talked to him. <laughs> and I still, even though I was upset and mad and angry of the loss, I still, um, told him all about it. Like I still was, you know, reaching towards him, even though I didn't understand my circumstance. And, um, and after that time, I just, you know, I realized that, you know, I was so desperate for him to, to do what only he could do. And it started to turn around as I, those things, those questions that I had told you that he spoke to me really turned around my spirit and had me say, yeah, I want to be powerful. Yeah. I want to be better, not bitter. You know, I want to do better. So I just pressed in and, um, took a lot of time and just kept seeking him, even though I was hurt. Yeah. Thank you for your transparency and just sharing, you know, your heart with us. Yeah. So have you ever personally led someone to Jesus as their savior through either one-on-one evangelism or maybe in a group setting? Um, Have you ever experienced that? I led my daughter to Jesus when she was five. Yeah. Wow. I'll never forget. Tell, tell us about it. that. I was actually, it was the funniest thing ever <laughs> because I wasn't expecting it. Um, she was, you know, she was five, so she was little. So I put her, she was in the cart in the, um, I was in Joanne Fabrics of all places <laughs> and I was pushing her in the cart and she just looked up at me and she was like asking me, she said, I want to, um, know Jesus. And, um, you know, of course I had talked to her about Jesus all the time and prayed with her. And, um, she, she was of course, you know, going to church, learning Sunday school, those types of things. And, um, so I was just so honored that she asked and I just let her right there in the store. So I didn't wait. (laughs) I was just like, okay, let's say this prayer together. And, um, just led her to Jesus there. And it was such a powerful thing to be able to, to get to do that. So. Wow. That is so amazing. As you're sharing that, you know, there's very few people that I know of personally that have led their children to Jesus as their savior. You know, that is just amazing. That that just gets me yes. fired up. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too, because, you know, the privilege of being able to do that 
um, is so good. And I've led a few other children to Jesus that have asked me because I work with kids. And so it seems to be an opportunity, you know, to really lead them to Jesus. I haven't had the honor to lead any adults yet, but, um, but I'm still hopeful that that will happen to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a uh, desire of your heart. So yeah, God's going to yes. bring that to pass for sure. Yeah. Yes. So, so to the parents out there that are listening, you know, they're listening and they're like, Joy led her daughter to Jesus in a shopping cart at Joanne's Fabric. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard of a mother leading her daughter to Jesus in a fabric store. Come on, I love it. <laughs> I love it. It is funny. And, yeah. and it's not somewhere I typically go, so it's funny because I don't even remember why I was in there, but... um. It just, you know, it's always stayed in my mind because it was so sweet and innocent, you know? Wow. Um, And just, you know, the fact that God can stir your heart at any time, anywhere, you know? Mm. Like we think that that only happens in the church, but mm. God can do that anywhere. God yeah. can stir your heart anywhere to receive Him and accept Him. So you don't have to be in a church building in order to accept him. You can be in your home. You could be out and about. You know, it really doesn't matter. I think it just matters your heart and your love and your intention to um, love him and accept him. Yeah, that's so good. So for all the parents listening right now. How would you encourage them on the importance of sharing the gospel with their children? I would just say, keep talking to them about Jesus. Keep telling them about him. Keep singing songs. I used to sing her, Jesus Loves Me, and... Um, Jesus loves the little children and things like that all the time. And he's got the whole world in his hands, things like that, especially when they're little, um, reading them the little Bible. Um, if you have one of those and, um, just talking to them about him and how he helps us and changes us for the good. I would also say that she's watched me change. She mm. actually told me, and I love this because it meant so much to me. Um, she actually told me cause she's 16 now that she has seen a lot of growth in me and a lot of change in me. And I got the opportunity to say that was all Jesus. That was all him changing me. That was all him growing me, you know? Um, and I can honestly say that had I not, you know, been in relationship with him, then I wouldn't be seeing the changes I'm seeing. And um, she said, I've seen so much growth in you and I'm just so proud of you. And that just meant so much as usually you say that to your child, not your child says that to you. So yeah. it's really honoring to hear that. And I think she sees me pray. She sees me read the Bible. I think your kids should watch you 
do all those things. Um, she'll, she'll see me worship. I'll put it on the TV and she'll come into the room when I'm doing that. And one time I remember her saying, mom, you were worshiping. And, you know, my friend was like, what is your mom doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so you were, you were you know, worshiping when, when Zoe's her your daughter's friend was, friend was over? Yes. Oh, you're like, hey, I don't care who's in the house. I'm going to worship God right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I think she's been embarrassed at times, honestly. <laughs> um, but I just told her, I was like, this is who I am. And I can't change that for other mm. people to feel comfortable. You know, like they, um, you know, this is who I am. And yeah. this is what I enjoy. So, yeah. So one thing I'm wondering, what is your favorite worship song? Oh, wow. I've got so many. And I'll tell you, it changes because then I hear a new one and it changes. So right now, Worthy by Elevation has got me right now. Um, so that's what I've been listening to um, even today. Um and um, it changes. I like Gyro or Gyra by, um, I think that was Elevation too. And um, I like, I like everything. I like everything Hillsong. I like Elevation's music. I like um, Chris Tomlin. Like I can go all different routes in my music. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's really so many that I love and, and it changes depending on the season I'm in too. Like sometimes I just really, um, the words of one song will really capture my heart and that'll be something I, um, stay with. And I also like the upper room songs and, um, and lately I've been listening to, this is how I fight my battles. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> That's yeah, one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. yeah there, so. You know what? There's power and praise, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's my battle song right there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to battle. And I feel like I've gone through lots of spiritual battles. So I feel like I always need to be, be um, you know, ready and guarded for that and just um, always be um, ready to praise in the midst of, of some struggles that I've been facing and just kind of, it helps you because once you listen to it it encourages you, it turns around your whole day, you know, it uplifts you. So. Yeah. Yeah. So So for our listeners right now, they're listening and they're like, man, I'm in a battle. I'm facing some trials. Uh, man, I want a top three, uh, a worship list from Joy. What top three okay. songs would you give to them, like right now? All right. Well, this is how I fight my battles. Number one, <laughs> um, I would say um, turn it around. Um, so I'm trying to think who sings that. I think it's Matt Mayer and another guy. Do you know the other guy that sings that? with him no not oh, i can't remember it's really good but it's called turn it around so you have to look that up and it's two guys that are really good one's matt mayor on that one um and 
I would also say um, sometimes just praising him and not even, um, you know, it doesn't have to be the battle, but just praising him in the situation um, turns it around on its own. So Mm. I would say, you know, worthy right now, because that's just what I'm listening to. (laughs) And I really like it. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. That's Joy C's top three worship songs. So you can <laughs> fight your battles by getting your praise on. There's power and praise. That's yes. your top three list. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Now you're ready to fight. Go listen to it. Yeah. yeah go yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Build up your spiritual muscles. That's right. Build yeah. those spiritual muscles up. Yeah, absolutely. Not so, just the physical ones; gotta have the oh, spiritual ones too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Joy, the majority of the people listening now they are followers of Jesus. You know, yeah, Christ followers. So, there's also people listening right now. They are so far away from God; they're not in a relationship with God. They're listening right now and they're hearing you talk about worshiping God. There's power in praise, you know, uh, worshiping God in your home. You don't care who's around. And they hear, right. They hear your amazing (laughs) God story of, you know, how God has worked in your life. They heard your story about the hardest trials you faced in your life. You shared some things about your testimony that you, you know, never really shared with anybody before. And they're hearing all these amazing stories about your relationship with God. And they're thinking, I'm not in a relationship with God. Jesus isn't my savior, you know, but man, I'm intrigued about this relationship Joy has with God. I am intrigued about what I'm hearing about Jesus. So they're listening right now. What's the number one thing you would share with them about Jesus, about God? I would say that um, Jesus is pursuing you. He is pursuing you. He wants relationship with you. All that you need to do is to accept him in return. Like he's always loved you. He's always wanted the best for you. Um, He's always accepted you right where you are. I think sometimes people as Christians or new Christians might think that they have to get themselves um, cleaned up for God. And that's not the way it works. Mm. He takes us as we are today. And then as we form a relationship, um, he changes us and changes our mindset. So one thing God spoke to me is um, in, in working with children is connection before correction. Mm. So I believe that God has that with us too. He connects with us first before he corrects us. So he's never going to try and correct you at the beginning because you haven't formed a relationship yet. You haven't gotten to know him yet. Um, You haven't fallen in love with him yet. When you fall in love with Jesus, it takes time. It's not an instant thing. It takes a lot of time and reading his word and going to church and praise music, all those things that 
that build up our love for him. And then I believe as we love him, then he's like, okay, maybe we can work on this little area right here. You know, maybe we can talk about this. (laughs) And I believe then he lovingly corrects us as time goes on. Um, But he's a loving father. He's not mean. He's not mad at you. He doesn't hate you. He doesn't like sin, but he doesn't hate you, you know. Um, So I think sometimes people get it confused and they feel a lot of shame and guilt and things like that. And I think Jesus just wants us to come to him as we are today and to say, you know, I don't have it all together, but I know that you can put my pieces back together and just to accept him as you are. Yeah, that is so that is so true. And I love what you said about, you know, so many people. And I was like this, too, before I began my relationship with God. I thought I had to clean myself up before God accepted me. Yeah. You know, and I was so far away from God. I thought that was so impossible. I knew I couldn't do it on my own. And I'm so thankful that people came up to me and they shared with me about who God is and that his love, he would accept me right where I was at in my life. Right. When I heard that, you know, I believed it. And as you were sharing that, I was thinking of, you know, the scripture, John 3, 16, and it says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And one thing I love about that scripture is for, this is how God loved the world. And what I want people listening now, who's not in a relationship with God, you haven't accepted Jesus as your savior. This is what I want you to know. The world starts with you. So when God says, when Jesus says, for this is how God loved the world, The world starts with you. You got to make it personal, you know, and I want you to know. for sure. Joy wants you to know. We want you to know that, look, God loves you. He's there for you. And if you confess with, with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. So what that means is. Once we believe that we're all sinners, and we all are sinners, we just fall short of how God has created us to live our life. When we believe that God is real, and we believe that we're created in His image to live for an eternity, and when we die one day, we have an opportunity to live in heaven with Jesus and all the people that have gone before us. You know, and there's another place that most people don't like to talk about because it's uncomfortable. It's called hell. It's an internal separation from God. And I know that a lot of people don't like to talk about that, but we, we, we need to talk about that because it's, it's a reality. But Jesus went to the cross and gave his life not only to forgive you of your sins, but he did that to demonstrate his love for you. He literally died for you to show you how much he loves you. That's the amount of love that God has for you. 
And when you believe in those things in your heart and you're willing to turn away from your current lifestyle to fully follow Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and body, to fully follow him, that's the life that God has created you to live. I mean, think about that. That's called the abundant life. And there's no greater life than that. And I just want to say this, because some of you are like, man, I believe that. I really believe that. And, you know, there's some kind of change going on inside of your body. You just, something different is happening. You're getting ready to make a decision to accept Jesus as your Savior. But I want to let you know something. I want to be totally real with you. Doesn't mean it's going to be an easy life. You're not going to accept Jesus as your Savior. (laughs) And it's going to be easy and everything's going to be perfect. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be a hard road, but it's going to be the best road. And it's going to be so worth it. So right now, Joy, I mean, is there, I, I think it would be great if you would lead everyone in a prayer that they're, they're listening to the gospel uh, message being shared with them, the good news. And they're thinking to them, themselves, man, I'm ready to make this decision. I want to accept Jesus as my savior, just like your daughter did in that cart in the fabric store that day. <laughs> yes. Would you lead them in a prayer? And what, sure, what else would you great. say? What else would you say to them? I would say, um, um, you mentioned um, that we want um, to come to Jesus, and you also mentioned that the opposite of that is is a life in hell. Um, what I want to say about that is to make sure that everyone knows that um, in that decision, we don't want this decision to be a fear-based, mm. but a love-based. So. Yeah. Jesus wants you to come to him out of love, not come to him out of fear of what will happen if you don't choose him. But I pray that um, God would draw you with loving kindness, that he would draw you in with such love and affection that you've never experienced before. And that in that, it would so compel you to seek him more. And so I just pray, Father, that you would make yourself a reality to everybody that's listening that hasn't met you yet. And I pray, Father, that you would speak into their lives in such a way that they can't deny that you're real, that you love them, that you have the best for them, that you see them in every situation they're in. And I pray that their hearts would unite with yours. I pray, Father, that they would experience the love and grace and kindness you have to give them. And I pray that they would accept you in return. God, that you've always accepted them. You've always loved them and sought them out. And I pray that they would turn to you and accept you with their whole heart. And I pray, Father, that you would help them to see that 
um, you have always been for them, even if they've gone through difficult things that God, you've always been right there. Your eyes have always been upon them. You have never left them nor forsaken them. And I pray that they would just experience the fullness and the joy of you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I want to celebrate with everyone that just made that decision. Enjoy. I call that decision the biggest and the best decision a person can ever make, right? Yes. Yes. I've got good news for you. Here's a scripture that just came to mind. Second Corinthians 517. For those of you who just made this decision, you're not a better person. You're not an improved person. You're a new creature in Christ. Listen to what this verse of scripture says. This is describing you. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Listen to this. This is exciting. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That is you. I celebrate with you. Joy celebrates with you making yes, the I best decision. Yes, yeah, she's celebrating. Look, yeah. she is celebrating. <laughs> we are, look, there's a party going on in heaven. We're celebrating party. with you. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is what I want you to do. Yeah. Everyone who made that decision, this is what, this is your next step. Okay. You have a next step. All right. I want you to go yes. to my website, evangelism on fire.com. That's evangelismonfire.com. When you land on the homepage, scroll to the bottom in the comment section. Please leave me your name, your address, and I'm going to send you free resources. I want to invest in your relationship with Jesus. Joy and I, we want to invest in your relationship with Jesus, we're going to yes. send you a free Bible and a free book called Begin. It's going to break down. It's going to explain your new journey with Jesus Christ, your first steps with your relationship with Jesus. So do that. We'll send those resources to you. And God bless you for making the best decision of your entire life. We celebrate with you. Right, Joy? Yes, we are celebrating you because you've made the best decision ever um, that Jesus would be um, the center of your life and your heart and your spirit. And um, I just am so grateful and thankful that you've chosen him, that not only he chose you, but now you chose him to live for him. And I pray that you would just have an awesome experience and journey with him coming to know him and love him and serve him. And it would just be the greatest joy journey of your life. And to that, I say, boom, you guys have a great day (laughs) and have the, let me hear you say boom, joy. Boom. 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 Say it one more time. God bless you guys (laughs) and have the best week of your life.
Welcome to Evangelism on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Thomas, an ordained pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. And each week, I bring you an on-fire message to empower and coach you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. 